0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Equipped. This episode is for the Sunday school lesson on May 30th, and it's entitled The Church is United in Hope. And the passage comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through chapter 5 verse 11. So it might help you to have your lesson material out in front of you as you listen if you want to jot a few things down or not whatever helps you. So this lesson has a lot to do with our Christian hope for the end of all things. When we die or when another believer dies, what is our hope? And if Christ is coming back, what should we do? And so your book begins the lesson with a story and a question about perseverance. And it's a really good introduction. I encourage you to use it. But if you're looking for something else, and if you're bold enough for this discussion, uh, you could begin with, how do you comfort another believer who has lost a loved one? Right? What do you say to a church member who's grieving the death of a family member? Now, this intro is, I think, a little more relevant to church life, but we don't often discuss that. So if you're bold enough, you could give that a try. But the one in the book Uh, is a great introduction as well. So this lesson splits this passage into three sections and three points. The first section is chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Uh, The second section is chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. And the last section is chapter 5, verses 4 through 11. And Paul addresses in this passage, although there's three points, he's really addressing two main issues. And so the first is introduced in verse 13, when he says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. So Paul was concerned to comfort the believers who had lost loved ones who were also believers, who were grieving their death. That's what he means when he says they have fallen asleep. And he's teaching them how to comfort one another when they're grieving a loss. And so as you think about this passage, you need to ask yourself, what is said in these verses that would comfort a Christian who has lost a loved one? You might even tell the class this question so that as you walk through the verses, they're thinking about where does our comfort come from when we grieve the loss of another believer? And the short answer in these verses that you'll see and talk about is because Christ was raised from the dead, believers who have died will be raised from the dead when Christ returns. See, our grief isn't like the grief of unbelievers because our grief is temporary. When Christ returns, the dead will be raised and we will be reunited with other believers. So we grieve, but we grieve with hope through Christ. On the flip side, the sobering reality is that unbelievers grieve, Paul says, without hope. And we ought to think about this in preparing this lesson because you or someone in your class may have seen the grief of an unbeliever who's lost a loved one, or they may have had friends or family who are unbelievers and have died. Now, you won't have time to take a deep dive in this issue during Sunday school, but you need to listen really well so that if you hear of these issues or somebody struggling, we can have future conversations. You can have conversations with them. You can bring others in to have conversations and comfort them, which is one of the applications of this passage. But for now, we should remind ourselves and others in this issue that we, as Christians, we rest in two things, the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God. God is always totally in control and he's working all things out for his purposes. And he is always totally good and working all things out for his glory and the good of his people. So we trust in God's goodness and his sovereignty. And then the second issue that Paul addresses is in chapter 5, verse 1, when he says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. So the issue is, when is Christ going to come back? Notice first, he says he has no need to write anything to them. Now, this is super helpful to us, I think, because it tells us that these believers, they knew this truth, but they needed constant reminders, And so even if these truths seem obvious to us, even if it's obvious to our class, we need to remember these truths time and time again. We need to remind ourselves and encourage each other with these truths. And Paul in this issue never really says when Christ will return, but he says how. So you might want to emphasize we don't know exactly when, and we never will know exactly when, but we know how. We know he will come Suddenly. And just like Paul highlighted the stark difference between unbelievers and believers when it came to grief, he does the same thing here when it comes to Christ's return. To unbelievers, it will come like a thief in the night, he says. He uses some really helpful analogies. He says, a thief in the night and labor pains of a pregnant woman. Right? So you get the point. The point is, unbelievers don't see it coming. But Christians, he says, do. We don't know when he'll come back, but we know he is definitely coming. And so we have to live and prepare. And that's the points in your lesson. Uh, Paul says we prepare by putting on the breastplate of faith and love and then the helmet of the hope of salvation. So we persevere in the faith, we trust God, and we love one another And he ends this section the same as he did that first section. He says, encourage one another with this. So let's wrap up with just some takeaways that are not necessarily in the book, but you may choose to use these as application. You may add them to the lesson or you use what's found in the lesson. It's at your discretion. But the first takeaway is this. This is a good lesson to highlight the urgency of sharing the gospel. Unbelievers live as though everything is good in darkness, Paul says. They don't see that Christ's return is coming and it will come suddenly. I sometimes use the analogy that unbelievers are are enjoying a merry-go-round that's teetering on the edge of a cliff. They're living as though everything is fine and great, and yet there's an urgent, desperate need. And so we have an urgent need to declare the hope of the gospel to those who will listen. Number two, just like Paul says in chapter 4 verse 18 and chapter 5 verse 11, we should encourage one another with these words. When our fellow believers are grieving, we need to remind them of these truths and we need to remind each other that Christ is coming back. So we need to hold on and keep the faith. I hope this is helpful To you and I'm praying for your Sunday school lesson this week that you will uh, feel confident to teach the word and we trust that God will use his word to, to shape his people.